What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. This podcast is about collecting sports cards. Thank you for stopping by. I do appreciate it. For all you long-time Stacking Slabs podcast listeners, I want to say thank you if you're coming by and you're new. Welcome to the party. A lot going on this week for me personally, and a lot going on in the hobby. There is a lot of ground, I think I say that all the time like a broken record, that I want to cover off in this episode, I think primarily. I got a question in the DMs from someone on Instagram, and my reaction to the question wasn't something that I wanted to sit there and immediately respond to because I felt when I saw the question that it was deep and that it needed some reflection. And then my brain started spinning a little bit and I thought, you know what? This actually might make for a good episodes of the Stacking Slabs podcast. So you as the listener have the ability to drive these episodes if you have really interesting, thought-provoking topics. So definitely, we're going to spend a lot of time there. I'm going to highlight the question asker so I can give gold stars out, and then I'm going to respond to the question. A lot of other things, small items, but let's get into it, okay? So I felt like I was 25 again this past week, and I felt that way because there were things that I had for entertainment almost every night this last week. Monday night started with my wife and I going out and watching our Indianapolis Colts get beat by those nasty Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Yeah, the losses aren't fun, but it's good to have a date night in the stadium. Um, It's feeling very festive here in Indianapolis. It's cold. Um, All the holiday stuff is popping up. So, It was nice to spend some time in Lucas Oil, albeit a loss, with my wife. The the season ticket rotation for me, so we got two seats, okay? So I'm going to all of the games, um, and I asked my wife, what games do you want to go to? So she usually picks out three or four. She went to the uh, Chiefs game, which good W for the Colts, um, then Steelers, and then she'll be going to the Chargers game. And then I kind of just figure out who, which buddies I want to bring here, here and there. So that's kind of how I roll. It's fun because I have a revolving seat almost every time I go. But that happened Monday night. On Wednesday, AEW Dynamite All Elite Wrestling came back to Indiana, Indianapolis, um, for the third Dynamite, uh, which I appreciate. Uh, it's a company that I traveled to the events and it's nice to see that they come by. So they're they're running the uh, state fairgrounds here, and it's always a good show. So you know, I I went to that by myself, which you know, it's this whole debate on like you know, do you go to movies by yourself? Do you not? It's like I I could do anything by myself. So I get, most of my wrestling friends um, have moved that indie. So it's like I just I'm going to the show, so I'll just go. So I had a blast. Um, had a really good time. I think they always put on such a fun live performance. Uh, anytime that they're in town or I go to the shows, the my comment always is it goes by so quickly. So 
um, love pro wrestling. That was fun. So football on Monday night, pro wrestling on um, Wednesday night, and then Friday night, um, well, my wife and I went to Chicago for a little getaway. I think it's it's we had been running on E. There hadn't been any days off, so we decided to get over to Chicago. Had a really good trip. Ate some amazing food. Um, so I'll meet me in the bathroom, which if you're a fan of the Strokes LCD sound system, um, the Yeah Yeah Yeahs, um, that New York scene. I would highly recommend that. Seeing a movie is kind of rare and atypical, and that was one we both wanted to see, so we caught that. Um, while we were in Chicago, but the main event was really seeing Foles, which is one of my favorite bands, and they put on a hell of a show at the Vic. So it kind of took two days off, Thursday, Friday, it felt like a double Thanksgiving back to back, and it was just a lot of fun. So that was my week, you guys, you know, football, wrestling, music, those are kind of my three things. So it was awesome. We got back on Saturday, which I'm a big buffer day guy. I think you need a buffer day can't just come back like late on Sunday or whatever. I, there are people who do that, but it makes me feel uncomfortable. I like to get settled. Um, and I got settled after, you know, laundry, all the chores, all that stuff by watching college football on Saturday. And as I'm recording this, we've got NFL Sunday once again. So um, excited to be here. Um, want to dive into some sports card stuff. I want to shout out Nate in Cardboard Veritas. Conversation on Friday, why we collect. I think that is an important question that we should always be asking ourselves. I think the more we reflect on why we collect, I think um, the more we realize the personal reasons and not what the hobby is telling us of why we're here. So I asked you, um, the listener slash participant on Instagram, you know, why do you collect? Uh, and there were so many responses and I shared those responses in my story. And so I synthesized the notes and started building some common themes. So like, what is the common thread? What are, what's some commonality? And this is just practice for me doing my job professionally, how I operate, seeking feedback, seeking you know, responses, trying to understand and uncover a specific topic, and then get, gathering the data, then taking the data, and then figuring out where there are connection points. So using some of that same logic that I do in my professional life, I am doing it here on Stacking Slabs. So some of the things that I identified that were macro themes throughout the community, three things in particular. So number one, there we collect because of the connection. So we love sports and collecting helps us extend that relationships with our favorite players and teams. So that I think is a really, really big call out. And I think that connection really maybe creates a dividing line in terms of audiences in the hobby, where it's if you have a connection, then you're buying to collect and you're probably buying those players, teams that you cheer for or mean something. If you don't necessarily have that connection, um, then you're probably buying cards because you think you can buy card to sell card for more money. So th that's kind of my how I'm thinking a little bit about that, but connection was a certainly a big one. The next one that was a theme that was woven throughout the responses was nostalgia. And I think nostalgia is important because it provides comfort. And I think we get comfort 
in buying pieces of cardboard that trigger memories and we can reflect back into earlier times in our lives. I think that's really important. I think that's really cool. And I think nostalgia as a driving force in why we collect is critical in order for our hobby to keep moving and operating and have the vested interest. Now, what I think about this is the fact that the nostalgia takeover that many of us and many many of you listening uh, feel on a regular basis doesn't necessarily just happen overnight. I think it's one of these themes that we get as we mature in the hobby and we shed our skin of some of those things that make us feel a little, little funny and about and things that we evolved past in terms of being in the hobby. So I think nostalgia is critical. I think all of us at some level with how we collect or why we collect, nostalgia plays an important role. I think the last one that I called out or that I noticed just I would say in terms of the top three would be just like relationships. We value connecting with like-minded people. And there are, if you are collecting cards, then there is a connection point. There's something to talk about. There's something to um, build, nurture, and share information, exchange cards. And not viewing the hobby from your own lens and having it be all about you and you charging through and you getting everything you want by yourself, it probably is not going to afford for a great experience for, for you. I think part of the fun of the hobby is opening up a little bit and understanding that you have a network of people that you have the potential to build and develop relationships with. And when you have this network of people, then really, really good things happen. Um, So I think that's really important. So those are the three, connection, nostalgia, and relationships. And I think personally, um, what I'm attracted to in the hobby and a big reason of why I collect, for, for why I collect, is the fact that the more time you put into doing the work in the hobby, the more you get back. I think experience is valued, Mike you it's you gain credibility and you uh, are able to function more efficiently with experience and that's not always true with every hobby or everything and i think i it's inevitable you got to put in time and put in the work and to gain that experience it just doesn't happen overnight and it it allows us to mature and it builds a maturation process for us and there's growth. I think that the hobby offers a feeling of personal growth and it's really tough to beat that. I think it's okay if you don't want to sell sell your cards and keep piling them up. And it's also okay if you grow out of certain cards and you want to sell them because you want you have your eye on bigger things. I think 3 years back in the hobby for me and I am a better human being. Um not just in but outside of the hobby, I think about things differently. I feel like I'm more mindful of other people. And ultimately, like we were fucked during COVID, okay? We were all at home. We were all doing our things. And many of us during this period, we dove into sports cards 
as an opportunity to connect with our past. Now, that was our intention. Now, what we saw as we entered was a lot of distractions and we got hit off course on our way to connect with the past. Many of you out there can relate to that. It's certainly something I experienced and I think a lot of other people did too. But if you think about this time where you were grabbing at straws and trying to do something that can entertain you as we're all on the internet and we're all stuck at stuck in our house, the car- cards were a big part of that. Now, flash forward to, you know, the, it being three years removed and now we're functioning and operating like a normal society and we have choices and we have options and all of these areas of entertainment. And yeah, some people came and gone, but there's a lot of you, and I'm imagining you're the listener of the show, that have experienced this entire ride. Don't take this for granted. You are here now. You are at that point of why you wanted to be here in the first place, and you blocked all of those obstacles and distractions out of your way. This is the time, no matter if market goes up, or a market goes down where you can be an individual and you can buy the cards that make you happy. There's a lot of distractions and a lot that happens on a daily, regular basis. Most of it doesn't mean shit. It really doesn't. And the more you can block it out and focus in on why you're here, the better off you'll be. Big reason why I'm here is to buy cool cards that make me feel something. I got a lot of that done this past week. And I want to say a big reason for that is the network of individuals that I have around me. Shout out to everyone. So first of all, my man, I want to shout out Ben, Brooklyn Barry Bright, slid into my DMs, always has some, here's, here's something. There is a way and a way not to slide into someone's DMs. Now, Ben and I, our buddies. We have a relationship. We're in group chats. We collect the same stuff. He knows I collect Philip Rivers. So he wanted to make sure that I got a chance to check out what he had. And I liked it. And I bought it. And that to me, it's like, these cards might not have come my way if it wasn't for an individual. So I picked up the 06 Gold Rivers Finest, pair that with my Peyton Manning, the 10 and 11 Mosaics, Philip Rivers out of 10. That happened because of a personal relationship. There was zero negotiation because the prices were fair. He was excited because they're going into a, uh, a Rivers collector's house. Um, so fired about that, fired up about that. I don't know if all these cards, some of these cards I have not got yet, but you know what? I don't care. I'm going to talk about them because they're important and networked. So the 05 Gold Manning Finest, the card I've been after, PSA 9 popped up on eBay this past week. Now, I will tell you, and I'll be the first to admit, I get maybe a cycle, maybe two, maybe a couple ad hoc searches a day. I'm not out there like a lot of you that are grinding hard. So when stuff pops and it's something that I know a lot of people want and a lot of pe- then it has it's for a good price, I win some of those, but typically I'm not the guy who's grabbing those. But when I do have something that pops, I'm a bin smasher. I can't afford if I do have a chance at something for a price that I think is reasonable to sit there and let someone else smash bin. And I want to shout out I had three people 
send me the 05 Gold Manning Finest PSA 9. And I saw it. The price was nice. And I smashed Ben. I think a big reason for this card being in my PC or about to be in my PC is because of other people. I had Corey Apocalypse Cards send me the one-of-one Matt Riddle from Impeccable, knowing I collect Matt Riddle and knowing that I like one-of-ones. Bought that. And there's so many other instances. But as I zoom out of my buying recently, a majority of my buys are, are happening behind the scenes. They're happening because people are sending me something or because people have something that they know I might be interested in. I think this is really important because I'm not buying stuff that I don't care about and I'm building stronger relationships while this is going on. I am so fascinated by this topic of buying and selling. I'm bringing my man, Joey, the E-Trader, back on the podcast on Friday to talk about buying, selling, efficiency, making a list, being intentional with your purchases. There's a lot that of ground that we're going to cover, and I always enjoy it when Joey is on the pod. Make sure you follow Stacking Slabs across all those social media channels at Stacking Slabs. Subscribe to the Weekly Rip in the show notes. You know I got to get my plugs in. Here is the question. I set it up at the beginning. I want to shout my man, Ben XC Runner 1, Ben Cross Country Runner 1. I'm going to join the crossover team and say that I thought it was Ben X Crunner too, but they uncovered this. Ben is a a regular question asker on the crossover, and they had been getting his name wrong via verbal on the show and came to the realization, not because of Ben, but somebody else told him. So we're going to get it right. First time saying it on the Stagging Slots podcast, getting it right. Ben XC Runner won. Ben, I'm assuming you're a big cross-country guy, but let's get into your question because I thought it was really good. I think this would be a good way to close out this conversation on the Stacking Slabs podcast, your hobby content alternative. Ben says, would love to hear your thoughts on being patient in the hobby, waiting for specific cards in your want list to come up that don't come up more than once a year, if that and not getting distracted by buying cards you don't actually want as much of those. I'm guilty of buying just to scratch the itch while waiting for grails on the want list. I mentioned this earlier. When Ben's question hit, I looked at it, I read it, I put my phone down, and I thought about it for a minute. And I realized when I was thinking about it that point in my mind was, do I respond to this now or do I wait and respond to this later because I need time to think about it? Well, I opted for the latter. I took a deep breath and I said, hey man, this will make for a good conversation on the podcast. Let me, as I'm organizing my show, consider your question and make it a part of the show. You have topics uh, and I will say, not always going to probably grab a hold of them and do something like this. But again, like I'm always down to address stuff like this show is for the community of collectors that operate and enjoy the hobby in in a similar way than me. So I am no expert. What obviously, if you come into my show, you know that, but I, I do this show because I think shared experience is really important. And the more I can share my experience, both good and bad 
hopefully someone out there listening will benefit. And so that's what we're doing here. So his question definitely resonated with me. And I think it is very relevant to what I think about a lot. And honestly, what I'm like been wormholing on recently. I think one of the primary topics I'd like to hit on before I dive in, because I think it influences the response of the question is really like the financial situation and component of it all. I am no financial guru, no financial expert. I have a financial planner because this is something that I don't necessarily want to think about. I'm not good at it. I don't really know how to manage it all. And I'd rather just make sure that I'm able to live life comfortably and enjoy myself. But I think what's important to call out when addressing a question like this is everyone has a different financial situation and everyone handles their hobby budget in a specific way. Personally, I don't think the op- the hobby is optimized to support the individual collector who has built up equity in their PC, Grail pops up and then that they can confidently feel like they can buy it. I think that's a problem and that's something that I've been thinking a lot about. And it sucks and it's a problem. And I, I, I'm thinking about that. And I think anything that we can do um, to eliminate friction points is a worthwhile endeavor. So thinking about this, that was me going off a little bit of a tangent. But I, going back to the question and going back to what I was talking about is like everyone's financial situation is different. Like I'm going to call that out because I think it's important. I think there are two ways that we approach this grail coming up. And I think we buy things because stuff doesn't happen quick enough for us. I think the way we can think about this or the way we operate is, you know, we got a list. Let's say there's three cards on the list. And what do we do? Do we not buy anything because we're just sitting there waiting for one of those three cards to pop up? Or do we go buy cards while we're waiting. Now we understand when we buy cards when we're waiting, it could be depleting funds that go towards this other card that we're waiting for. It's this whole game we play with ourselves. I think you can manage it in a couple different ways. You got a grail fund, okay? This is challenging. I'm not a grail fund guy, but it's something you can do. It's something I don't do, but people who have the discipline and control, I respect it. It's like stashing some of your incomes towards your grail that you're waiting for every time you get paid. And there's this hope that the card pops up. I think the other side of it is this fluid PC. You kind of, it's the stack rank mentality. It's kind of what I do. It's like, okay, if a card comes up and it's not just a card I think I want, but it literally grabs you, grabs you and you can't stop thinking about it. And the price really doesn't matter because you just, you just know it's this feeling you just know. And it, it could be on your list or it could be a card that you wasn't on your list, but you didn't even think about it, but you just, it's like first love. You're just like, I need this card. It hits all the attributes. I need this. And that's when, you know, a lot of the times we don't have the cash in our bank to just say, you know what, let's just go do this. So there's this stack rank mentality of, and you just go in your PC and I do this and it's like, all right, there's this card I really want. Let me stack rank this to all the other cards. And then you're figuring out, okay, how many cards do I have to sell to, you know, pay off this card. And there's that mentality. So you've got the grail fund, you've got the fluid PC. Then I want to address the like buying cards you we don't really want. I think 
as collectors, we have a desire to buy and get that dopamine rush when with a mail day. I don't think personally we should muzzle this because I think it's part of a healthy hobby experience. So many great collectors buy cards that are smaller, but personally significant. And I think personal significance is a great barometer. First, I don't think we should ever buy cards we don't really want. Aimlessly buying is bad. It's how you get burned. It creates uh, it creates a terrible hobby experience. And I think we all must set that foundation before we go in and spend thousands of dollars on cards. And the foundation is understanding the teams, players, products, years, eras, whatever that you want to collect in. It's your collecting lane. I think once you have those lanes established, you'll always be buying something that you actually want. Now, does it stay in your PC forever? Probably not, but at least you get to enjoy it for a certain period of time. The duration of it being in your PC can change as a grail pops up and you need to dive into that equity in your PC to pay for it. I think we need a half structure. We need we don't need to muzzle the dopamine hit that we get from mail days and we need to be prepared to get to work to move cards if that grail pops up. I think ultimately, it's just being responsible with your spending, knowing, having gut instinct and feel for what you want to buy or when you want to buy it. I know this. I know we can get very intimidated when a card on our list pops up and we don't have our cash in our the bank to buy that card now. But we do have the equity in our PC. And I believe that there is such an opportunity out there, and again, I'm spending a lot of time thinking about this, is the speed of conversion from that decision point to Grail being in your PC, cards being out, you've got that cash to back it up. There is so much opportunity there, but what I can say to this, great question, Ben. I do appreciate it. I think the more we can continue to buy cards, enjoy them, but also have self-discipline both in buying and managing our finances in the hobby, it likely will lead to us being around here a lot longer than we were before. Joey, the E-Trader, we're going to be talking more about this type of topic on Friday. If it interests you, make sure you tune in. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. More Stacking Slabs podcast. Coming at you on Friday. Peace out.